to all our listeners. We are, Be'ezus Hashem, starting out on our journey through the sugya of Gezel Akum. Gezel Akum is the umbrella title for the sugyas which govern our financial relationships with non-Jews, whether those halachas and the halachas that govern the do's and don'ts, mutter and usur, erluch and not erluch, in our financial relationships with non-Jews, with goyim around us, whether those halachas are the same and where those halachas differ from our relationship with our fellow Yidin. Our starting point is going to be the sugya in Bavakama Dav Kufyud Gimlam and Aleph, the Gemara on the bottom of Amad Aleph, but a little bit backgrounds in order, because the Gemara really is in the context of a, of a bigger sugya. And we'll give a little bit background. The Mishnah further back on Kufiud Gimel Amad Aleph in Bavakama talks about when one is allowed to be evasive of tax collectors that are collecting the local tax from residents of a town and so on. Of course, this brings to mind the loaded topic of tax evasion. Is it mutter? Is it not mutter? What is one allowed to do in dealings with the government? We're not going to go into that sugya now. That's all part of the uh, another sugya called Dina de Malchusa Dina, which is a sugya chamura unto its own. Bezos Hashem will leave that for a different opportunity. But we're going to pick that part of the sugya up that's Negev to Gezalaku. And the Gemara says that in the times of Chazal, the tax collector wasn't the government themselves. It wasn't that you mailed a check to the IRA. The standard was that the Malchus, the Medina, would give out the franchise, the tax franchise, to individuals, usually unscrupulous individuals, who got their way to, the, uh, to that privilege, that's chus, either by bribery or by extortion or what, we, what us Jews call protexia. And... Um, the way they collected taxes was not based on any system. It was, wasn't based on any equitable system. It wasn't based on income. It wasn't based on right and wrong. It was at whim how much money they could extort out of the unlucky residents of the town. In that sense, since it's not based on any fair system of law, equality, and justice, we don't look at that as an expression of lawfulness. There's no dino de malchusa dino. And that system does not impose any financial obligations. So even if the buyer of the franchise, the one who was actually collecting the taxes, was Jewish, but he's really just an extortionist. He has no schus based on Dina de Malchus Dina to collect those taxes. Not based on any equitable system. Therefore, you're allowed to be evasive. That being said, the Gemara understands that if there is a lawful system a democracy, a system which makes sense, which is fair, which is there for the benefits of the citizens involved. So Dina de Malchus Dina imposes that that collection is right, it's just. And therefore, if the tax franchise was awarded to a Yid, he owns, he has actually a schus to those taxes. If a Jew has the right to collect tolls, it was given in an equitable System given the right to collect tolls on bridge X, then you're being evasive and not paying and sneaking on the bridge or not paying taxes, a head tax, that's a yearly uh, agriculture tax that was paid to the franchise, the one who has the tax franchise, that is an act of thievery. 
because you're not paying up that which you owe to the Yisra. However, the Gemara says that if the one who was awarded the tax franchise was a Goy, so the Goy has a right to collect taxes. We don't look at him as a thief, because again, we're talking about where Din the Malchus renders his ability to collect taxes lawful. It's money that's owed to him. The Gemara says you're allowed to be evasive. And this is the Makar, that the financial obligations that one has to a Goy, one can be evasive of, otherwise known as Gezel Akum, is Mutter. Based on that context, the Gemara, on the bottom, the second to the bottom line, on Kufyud Gimel Amad Aleph, in Bavakama tells us like this, Frek the Gemara, Gezel Knani Mishori, is a mutter to steal from a non-Jew? But Tanya Amr Reb Shimon Dovazet Dorosh Reb Shimon says, Reb Kiva came Kishabom Mizafrin, Misfirin. He came from a town of Sfirin, and he darshaned the following drasha. We might add a bit of commentary that came in in the Bryce that was quoted previously before the Gemara where we're starting. Where obviously the right and wrong financially of Gezalak and Mutter and Osir all depends on it not being in a situation with this Chil Lashem. Chil Lashem is, of course, a no no. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the Gezel. We'll see more about this on Ahmed Beis, in the Hemshech HaGemara. So the Gemara says that Rabbi Kiva came from the town of Svirin, and he darshaned the Posuk. The Posuk is in Parshish Bahar. The Posuk over there is discussing a person who was impoverished, a Jew who was impoverished, and he sold himself to a Goy. Same way a Yid could sell himself, that's the halach is called Eved Ivri. An Eved Ivri can also sell himself to a Goy. Obviously, it's not encouraged. The psukim over there discourage not only that, but the psukim make it a mitzvah to be goyal, to redeem that evidently from a situation where he's living by a goy. It's obviously not very good for his Yiddishkeit. And the Pasuk says over there, Achare Nimka, after that he was sold, that he sold himself, Geula Tialoi, he should be given the opportunity to be redeemed. Geula, he should be nifta. And the Rabbi Kiva dashed like this: Minayin legezu knani shuaser. Talmud Loima, the pasuk says, "Acharei nimkar guula tialoi, shaloi yimshechenu viyetsi." Let's say we would have recourse to just going into the guy's property, driving in, picking up that yid who was working for the guy, and just driving off. Maybe we should do it if there's a positive mila to redeeming the Yid from uh, bondage, from uh, servitude by that guy. Maybe let's just drive in, collect him, and walk off. The Pasuk says no. The Pasuk says, Geula he should be nifte. Shaloyim We shouldn't just pick him up and walk out. Why? Because the guy owns him. Yochel yiglaim olov. And here Rashi explains that what that means is maybe we should allow the guy to extort double, triple the amount. He knows that we're trying our best to save the Yid from a situation where he's Meshubah to a guy. So maybe we should allow ourselves to have money extorted from us. What exactly? The Havamina would be Taisus asked that on Rashi. Talmud Loima, the Pasuk says, V'chishev im The Pasuk says that we should make the Cheshvin, if he was sold himself for 20 years, 
and 15 years had gone by, 10 years had gone by, make the cheshman the fee how much he's worth. Now, obviously, if he was sold at a point where later on he's going to be older and his value, his work value will decrease, so you have to measure that accordingly. Make the cheshman with the guy, which means you have to be on the up and up with a guy that tells us, yedaktik, the Gemara says, im you should be medaktik and give him the amount of money that's owed. This teaches us that gezelakum is awesome. So if we have a Makar, the Gezlakum is also. And we have the previous sugyo where if the tax collector, who again owns that tax franchise, Lahalocha. Dina de Machusadina. So why do why are we allowed to be evasive and not do our duties in paying the taxes to the guy? Amrav Yasif the Gemara answers Lakasha. Hobiknani Hobiger Toishov. Maybe Gezalakum, Rabbi Yasif suggests, is also is mutter. However, if we're talking about the Pasuk of the Chishavim Kaneu, that you do have to be on the up and up, even with a non-Jew, is talking about where he was sold, he sold himself to a Ger Toshav. A Ger Toshav is a, an Arichus in a Sugi in Sanhedrin. How one becomes a Ger Toshav? The basic idea is, he's a Goy, but he has legal Torah status as a resident, as a as a resident of Eretz Yisrael. He accepts upon himself to live a moral life, he accepts the legitimacy of Tehru Mitzvahs, the superiority of Tehru Mitzvahs, and he's mishabed himself to his sviva of living amongst Yidin. And because of that, he's considered a legal resident in Eretz Yisrael. He has certain rights. There's a mitzvah seilam oshul v'cheil chicho imoch. If he's impoverished, there's a mitzvah to give him tzedakah. He does have certain financial benefits of the system because he's accepted to live in Eretz Yisrael on terms of Torah mitzvahs. But he's a guy, so maybe from a guy one is not allowed to steal. But what gezel akum a goy gomer? We don't have gerim teshovim bizman azel. We're talking about goyim lechol dover. A regular guy, Gezalakim is muta. That's Rabbi Yosef's suggestion. Omalei Abaya, Abaya says to Rabbi Yosef that that can't be pshat in the Pasuk. The Pasuk cannot be talking about a Ger Toshev because Travayu Gabi Hadodi Ksivi. The Pasuk speaks about a Yid who had sold himself to a guy as well as somebody who sold himself to a Ger Toshev. Let's just read the Gemara, how it brings that Pasuk. The Loshna of the Pasuk over there is the Chisasig Yad ger v'soyshov imoch, umocho chicho imoy. One of your brethren, a yid, became impoverished. V'nimka leger toyshov. He was sold. He sold himself to a ger toyshov imoch. Oy leeker mishpachas ger or to a foreigner mishpachas ger. So who are we referring to? He was sold to a ger toyshov. Or he was sold with the same halachas that yedaktikim koineyu. He was sold leeker mishpachas ger. So Abaya points out that the Pasuk, he wasn't sold to a Yid, he was sold to a Ger. We're not talking about somebody, a, a, a Goy, who became a proper Ger Tzedek. We're talking about a Ger Toshov. Not only that, Mishpachas Ger, And then the Bryce continues, When the Torah says a foreigner, are we talking about Zehanim Kalaivikam? That's somebody who was sold to a proper guy. So the Pasik clearly puts together he was sold either to a Gatoshov or he was sold to a guy. And Rubikiva, despite that, is dashing that you do have to be midactic in Koineu. Lukhoira that tells us that Gezel Akum is under uh, is Osir under any circumstances. Not only by a Gatoshov. 
Because of that, Elam Rava Rava suggested something else. And this is going to be Halakha Lamaisa. Loikashio kan bigzeloi vikan bahafkoas halvosoi. When is Gezel Akum also? By thievery. Theft. Bigzeloi. Vikan bahafkoas halvosoi. When does the Brysa, the Brysa that the Gemara quoted, Lagabi, the tax collector, say that one could be evasive? You're not stealing from him. You're only not doing your duty in paying a debt that you owe to him. And let's delve into that. The basic difference, in its simplest sense, is that Gezel is doing something. Hafkos Havose means you're not doing something. That means one's not allowed to steal, even from a guy. But to not do one's duty, to not pay up where one's supposed to, it's similar to the concept that we use in mitzvahs, you're just not doing something. It's not as chomer as doing something. Doing an act of thievery, that one mustn't do. It's not as simple as that. Because let's see the Hemshech of the Gemara. Abaya challenges Rova on understanding that this din, by stealing away the Avedivri, is an act of thievery. It's not just hafkoa salvosoi. He says, let's think about that. When you, uh, when you drive your pickup truck into the guy's property into the owner of this yid, put the yid in the back and spirit him away. Are you stealing something that belongs to the guy? Are you stealing something? Does, does he belong to the guy? This is Abaya's kasha. You're stealing something? You're st- the, the yid belongs to the guy? What Abaya means to say is, the only thing you're really doing is you're making sure that the Yid can't do his duty of giving the work that he owes. It's not that the Yid is owned by the guy. It's that the Yid owes work to the guy. He's Meshuvah, he's an employee, he's an evidence. He owes him work, you're taking him away. Rava answers back, no. The Gemara says, Rava l'tamei d'ama Rava evidivikufaykoni. This is a subject in Kiddush Naftazayim. We won't go into that issue now, but Rava says no. The, the, the Yid, the Evid, is actually owned by the Goy. Even though he's not an Evid Knani, he's an Evid Ivri, that's the Chiddush Rav over there. The Aloch is Gufaykoni, spiriting away the Evid of the Goy is actually stealing his property. Now, again, is stealing property always just a matter of actually pilfering something, walking into a store and shoplifting, holding up and taking money in a bank, as opposed to just weaseling out of financial commitments? Let's take a simple example. Somebody wants to slip a few children under the turnstile in a, in a train station. You want to go to an amusement park, and it says that ages five and under are free. So you want to pass off your rather short six-year-old as a five-year-old. Is that motor? Many people would answer that that's hafkos avosit. Let's leave aside erlich kait. Let's just deal with ikir hadin. Let's leave aside chil Hashem as well. If we're just dealing with Iker Hadin, is that Hafkos Alvosa? It would seem like, yeah, you're just not paying the money that you owe. Not so simple. Going in, what you're doing is you're using 
the amusement park, you're using the train system under false pretenses. That train is owned by somebody who provides that service. When you don't pay and they don't agree, you're using the system. That is an act of thievery. Using somebody else's property, Shaloikadin. Over here, the problem is not just the not paying. The problem is you're using the property, Shaloikahalocha. You're using the facilities, Shaloikahalocha. Another case in point. Havkos Havosa means not paying up a debt that's owned. So, Lamashal, let's say somebody owes money to a store for uh, goods that were bought. Not paying the bill is Havkos Havosa. But what happens, let's say, giving a membership card where you, you're entitled to rebates or freebies, you give that membership card to somebody and the terms of agreement is that you only use the card yourself. You give it to a friend and he goes and he buys. Is that only not paying up the bill? Or that's taking the goods? It's only if you took the goods as part of a legal sale, the goods are yours. The taking is not the problem. The problem is that afterwards you have money on the bill and you didn't pay it. You got out of it somehow. You disputed a credit card charge, that type of thing. That arguably could be Havkos Havosar. But taking the goods in the first place under false pretenses is certainly Gezel. That's a, that's that's an act of taking gazel, even if the bottom line of not paying for the goods is the same thing. There's an act here of taking something. Somebody rents something, a car, machinery, heavy machinery that's uh, that's used in work, and so on and so forth. The car can only be used by uh, the person who did the rental, if those are the terms of agreement. Giving that car to somebody else is using somebody else's car. Shaloi kidin. Shaloi kitnoi, not under the... Uh, the guidelines of the uh, the rental agreement. That's that's an act of thievery. Using somebody else's property, Shalakadin, is not just a matter of not paying for it, it's a matter of using it, taking it. That's Gezel. In that context, let's go weiter in the Gemara. Amr of Bibi Bagidl, Amr of Shimon Chasidim. Gezel Knani, he actually offers another Makar that Gezel Knani is also. Gezel Knani also, Avedosoi Muteres. He contrasts Gzelo which is also, Gezel also. we just brought a Makar from the Chishim Kenel, he's going to offer a different Makar, but in contrast to Gezel, he offers not Havkos Alvosoy, but Ave Dosoy. Gzeloy also, Domer of Hunaminayin Legezel Knanishu also, Shenema, he brings a Pasuk, when Klai Yisrael is conquering Eretz Kanan, Vochaltas Kolam, Mashael Hashem Lekech, Noisin Lechol, when are you allowed to take the property of the nations which you are conquering? Only when you're engaged in war, when that nation is given over to you. When that nation is not, so to speak, in your possession, then by taking his possessions, any non-Jewish possessions, you're actually engaged in an act of thievery. Gezalakum is also. However, the Gemara continues, Avedosim Muteres. How do we know that keeping a lost item that belongs to a guy that you know very clearly belongs to a guy's mutter? In the context of Ashavas Aveda, the Torah describes Avedas Ochicho. To your brother, to a fellow Jew, you don't have to return an Aveda to a guy. We will see Bez Hashem the next year. That the cutoff line between Aveda, we're talking about keeping somebody's wallet, that also should be thievery. The cutoff point between two different acts, one of which is an act of thievery, and one of which is just not 
living up to a financial chiyuv, the same way we define that as the chilich between gzela and of course havase, that is going to be the definition between gzela and between avedosim with